who says I am alone? Look inside, my friend. I have a city of my own. Hello, everyone. I am Vasu Jyoturvedi, and I am the host of this podcast, Rigli Pages, welcoming you to a whole ride of stories written by Indian authors and from around the world. Are you excited? Let's begin. Since our today's story consists of a story written by Ruskin Bond, my friend Santa would like to say a few words about him. Ruskin Bond, born the 19th of May 1934, is an Indian author. His first novel, The Room on the Roof, was published in 1956. and it received the John Llewellyn Rees Prize in 1957. Bond has authored more than 500 short stories, essays, and novels which include 69 books for children. He was awarded the Sahitya Academy Award in 1992 for Our Trees Still Grow in Dara. He was awarded the Padma Shri in 1999 and Padma Bhushan in 2014. He lives with his adopted family in land of Mussoorie in the Indian state of Uttarakhand. The overcoat. It was clear, frosty weather, and as the moon came up over the Himalayan peaks, I could see that patches of snow still lay on the roads of the hill station. I would have been quite happy in bed with a book and hot water bottle at my side but I had promised the Kapadias that I would go to their party and I felt it would be churlish for of me to stay away I put on two sweaters an old football scarf and an overcoat and set off down the moonlit road It was a mob walk of just over a mile to the Kapadia's house and I had covered about half the distance when I saw a girl standing in the middle of the road. She must have been 16 or 17. She looked rather old-fashioned, long hair hanging to her waist and a flamoxy sequined dress, pink and lavender that reminded me of the photos in my grandmother's family album. When I went closer, I noticed that she had lovely eyes and a winning smile. "Good evening," I said. "It's a cold night to be out." "Are you going to the party?" she asked. "That's right. And I can see from your lovely dress that you're going to. Come along, we're nearly there." She fell into step beside me, and we soon saw lights from the Kapadia's house shining brightly through the deodars. The girl told me her name was Julie. I had not seen her before, but I had only been in the station for a few months. There was quite a crowd at the party, and no one seemed to know Julie. Everyone thought she was a friend of mine. 
and me i did not deny it obviously she was someone who was feeling lonely and wanted to be friendly with people and she was certainly enjoying herself i did not see her do much eating or drinking but she fitted from one group to another talking listening laughing and when the music began she was dancing almost continuously alone or with partner it did not matter which she was completely wrapped up in the music it was almost midnight when i got up to go i had drunk a fair amount of punch and i was ready for bed as i was saying good night to my hosts and wishing everyone a merry christmas julie slipped her arm into mine and said she'd be going home too when we were outside i said where do you live julie at wilksburn she said right at the top of the hill there's a cold wind i said and although your dress is beautiful it does not look very warm here you would better wear my overcoat i have plenty of protection she did not protest and allowed me to slip my overcoat over her shoulders then we started out on the walk home but i did not have to escort her all the way at about the spot where we had met she said there's a shortcut from here i just scramble up the hillside do you know it well i asked it's a very narrow path oh i know every store on the path i use it all the time and besides it's a really bright night when keep the coat on i said i can connect it tomorrow okay bye bye she hesitated for a moment and smiled and nodded she then disappeared up the hill and i went home alone the next day i walked up to wolfsburn i crossed the little brook the house was probably got its name and entered an open iron gate but out of the house itself lit little remained just a ruined roofless ruin a pile of stones a shattered chimney a few doric pillars where a veranda once stood had julie played a joke on me or had i found the wrong house i walked around the hill on the mission house where the tailor lived and asked the old mrs tailor if she knew a girl called julie no i don't think so where does she live at wolf's one i was told but the house is just a ruin nobody had lived at wolf's burn for over 40 years the mackinans live there one of the old families who settled there but when their girl died she stopped and gave me a queer look i think her name was julie anyway when she died they sold the house and went again no one ever lived in it again and it fell into decay but it could not be the same julie you are looking for she died of consumption there was not much you could do in those days her grave is in the cemetery just down the road i thanked mrs taylor and walked slowly down to the road of cemetery not really wanting to know any more but propelled forward almost against my will it was a small cemetery under the deodars you could see the eternal snows of the himalayas standing out against the pristine blue of the sky here lay the bones of forgotten empire builders soldiers merchants adventurers their wives and children it did not take me long to find julie's grave 
it had a simple headstone with her fam with her name clearly outlined on it Julie Mackinnon 1923 to 1939 with us one moment taken the next gone to her maker gone to her rest although many monsoons had swept across the cemetery wearing down the stones they had not touched this little tombstone i was turning to leave when i caught a glimpse of something familiar behind the headstone i walked around to where it lay neatly folded on the grass was my overcoat no thank you note but something soft and invisible brushed against my cheek and i knew someone was trying to thank me I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. I will be coming back uh, once every month or every week. Till then, it's me Vasu Chaturvedi signing off.